1: Good morning, Arizona. Happy Sunday from Sunny Slope, Arizona, (laughs) land where the sun has already risen. Yes, it's a beautiful morning, and spring is here, and uh, I don't think there's a chance of a frost anymore. You know, chances are, if you're ready to plant those vegetables, you better get with the program. It's going to be warmer than today. We'd have a nice forecast for this week, nice and cool, and so it's a great time to get out and do the work, but following the cool is going to be a lot of bloom, a lot of flower, a lot of sunshine, so it's really a great time to go out and do the work in the garden this week uh, before it starts to warm up so much. Well, there's a lot of things to grow here in our subtropical climate. You know, here in the deserts of Arizona, we have beautiful native plants and some landscapes you can't, be you know, beyond compare, really, in different parts of the state. And it's a great time to get out and explore the southern part of the state. Maybe you can copy a little bit of Mother Nature, but whether you want to grow native plants, tropical plants, you want to grow food here, lots of things to grow. You know, we go from the deserts down by Yuma, where we're we're the number one producer of produce uh you know in the nation for that time of year in the spring, in the wintertime and uh and then we get up here in the valley and down there too, we grow a lot of citrus and different things, and you know we've got beautiful parts of the states to enjoy and and all different kinds of climates and you know we've got plants here now from you know pretty much every continent we have a lot of African plants from South Africa, our aloes and you know some really exotic pretty looks, tropical bird of paradise, you know what a wonderful plant, how did that ever happen? you know just a beautiful thing to our Australian plants and plants from Asia and all over. So whatever your dreams and ideas, give us a call. If you're having problems or if you're having great success, if you're growing something different, unique, or perhaps you have a style or a way to do things that uh, we all can learn from, give us a call. The number to call is 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. We're here with the lovely Julia. She does the phones and the music, and uh, she's back here smiling. So give her a call, and we can talk about the land. Of your dreams, your nightmares, or if you have a different way or style of doing things, something fun to do, uh, please share it with us. Number to call again 602 277 5827. Take our first call this morning, Alan and Mesa. Good morning, Alan.
2: Yes, good morning. I'm the first caller. My dog doesn't realize it's Sunday and still wakes me up at six o'clock. <laughs> well what's anyways, wrong with
1: waking up at six o'clock, Alan? It's beautiful out there.
2: Right. Well, I, I get up I'm thinking, well, you're probably already on your way to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well anyways, I, I planted some radishes. Actually I planted some icicle radishes. I haven't had those for years. And some lettuce and I was just wondering, uh, the watering times for these new seeds i planted them uh monday and you know just five six days ago and uh watering this
1: time of the year well you don't want to let the soil crust have they germinated yet that break in the soil
2: not yet.
1: No. Okay. So you're a little late on the lettuce. You're perfect on the radishes. You can plant those lots of different rotations throughout the year. Um, and you know, your lettuce might make it, just won't make quite as big. But anyway, um, what you want to do is not let the soil crust and, and, and let the seeds get germinated. So you want to keep it damp or moist so that the seeds can germinate and come through. Then once they're germinated, uh, then you can basically go on a water cycle probably twice a week, lightly, depending on the, what you've made for soil. You know, it's going to To be totally dependent on Alan, if you incorporate a lot of organic material in there, you know this the friability we call it of the soil, so the you know ease at which it breaks apart. So if you have a a sandy or loam soil, uh, you're going to water a little more often. That's actually easier to grow. And if you have a clay soil, you know once they're up, you're going to water a lot less often.
2: Okay, yeah. So lettuce, I should have
1: done about a month ago then, huh? Well, the lettuce, they do several rotations here, yeah, over the winter months. And, you know, some some of them take, you know, 30, not 30, take 50 to, you know, 90 days to bake. So more of that, you're going to plant, uh, you know, more of a fall, you know, midwinter planting, you know, and harvest oh, okay. right right now. But, uh, you know, the other things you can plant now from see that do really well would be if you wanted to plant any, like, watermelons or cantaloupes or any of those kind of things. And it would be a perfect time plant those. Yeah. Well, okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alan. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Steve in Arizona City. But after Steve, we've got wide-open phones. Julia back here smiling. Why not give us a call? The number to call, 602 277 You know, yesterday was such a beautiful day with that breeze. Now, it got a little windier later in the afternoon. But, you know, wherever it was, it must have been in the low 70s, mid-70s with a 510-knot breeze, you know. And the humidity, maybe ten percent or so. Beautiful weather, uh, Steve. And let's see, in Arizona City.
3: Hi, Steve. Hey, morning. Morning to you, sir. Hey, hey um, I live. Well, it's like seventeen miles south of Arizona City,
4: so we're out in the desert. Mm-hmm. But we're we're wanting to plant some citrus trees, lemon, lime, and probably a couple of oranges. When is the best time to do that?
1: You know, from right now, um, what happens with us, Steve, we always end up planting ours in the groves in June because we're always too busy helping everyone else in the spring. But, uh, you know, now is a great time to plant citrus. You can plant it from now, and you can plant citrus that's been containerized almost year-round. But uh, probably from, you know, any time right now because the frost should be over, and, uh, you know, all the way through uh, probably April or May for most people. But, you know, on an agricultural level, we have no problem planting them even later. Later.
3: Okay, yeah, because we've had
4: We've had several hard freezes down here mm-hmm. Now, i tell you what, what I, I
1: don't know if I'd be bold enough to try Doing a lime down there and when it comes to doing lemons, you'll you'll have a lot better luck with a Meyer lemon than you will with a Lisbon lemon because they'll take so okay. much more cold. you know. And then all of your mandarins will be good varieties for you. And the, the orange varieties are, are fairly hardy on the tree, but the fruit freeze is pretty easy. So if you want to plant navels and those kind of things, you'd probably want to plant a Cara Cara because it ripens earlier than a Washington navel. You have a better chance to get okay. it off. And then grapefruits are fairly
4: hardy. So you can plant your favorite grapefruit too. All right, and because we're we're starting this, what's gonna be my best best plan for irrigation
3: for watering these things?
1: Well, I mean drip irrigation works really well. You know, we're we're actually even going to convert our big flood. You know, to help save water in the state, we're going to convert our big uh, you know citrus grove that's been on flood for the last you know thirty forty years. We're going to convert that to drip as well. And like our groves down in Hyder, we run those all on drip because they're you know on a well. So I, I would okay. do drip irrigation, put in a fairly good size well. It depends on your water quality. If your water is kind of salty, then what you want to do is you want to uh, you know, flood really close to the trunk of the tree, and that pushes the salts away from the tree. And in general here okay. in the state, that usually works the best. You know, People think of applying the water further away, but if you put the water close to the trunk of the tree and it waters from the trunk away from the tree, it pushes the salt away from the tree. And uh, okay. then the only time you really have to be concerned is when it rains, and then you have to turn
3: the water on
5: because the rain pushes the
3: salt back in. Last question would be, do I need – Once I get about six
4: eight inches down, it's very hard soil. It's more of a sandy type stuff, but it's it's rock hard. It's it's plenty overdig.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. You probably have a calcium layer there, and so whether you have a shovel, an auger, or a backhoe, um, you know it would be really a great idea to overdig your holes. If especially if you have a heavy layer like that, (laughs) blend it all up. I mean, in a farm, what we would do is we would rip it with a big tractor and rip down three or four feet deep. But at home, what you'd want to do just dig a big hole and then turn it all over and then make sure before you plant, though, you pre-soak it so that it settles so your tree doesn't sink and you put it in. And uh, it really does help. And, you know, it's the the old story. You want to dig a $100 hole for a $10 tree.
3: Yeah, I have no problem with that.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, especially
1: if you got a (laughs) backhoe or an auger or something like that. Yeah, I can get my hands on those. But I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Thank you, you, Steve. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. You too. right? Oh, let's see. We're going to have to take a short break, but it looks like the lines are kind of coming to life, and uh, Julia's here during the break. We do have two still open. The number to call, 602-277-5824, 277 It's Brian and Julia here every Sunday from 7 to 9 with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show on 92.3 FM KTAR. This beautiful Sunday morning. We have uh Julia here on phones and music. Give her a call at six oh two two seven seven five eight two seven. Anyway, we'll get right back to the phones. Uh Susan and Phoenix, good morning.
6: Good morning. Um my question is, uh, we purchased a house about a year ago, and it came with some some trees that we've never had before. And one of them, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, what we were told is a lyman tree. Um, so it's grafted at the bottom, you know, with the bottle that is showing. But what we had noticed was we had picked some limes, we had picked some lemons, and we had realized there was some in the middle of the tree, mm-hmm. and they were orange. Okay. So I'm not sure if that's is it just because we waited too long to pick it, well, or do we okay. have something else that we don't know?
1: Well, the one the one in the middle of the tree that was orange was it kind of bumpy?
6: Um, no, not really.
1: Okay, so it might um, have three, it, it, it might have three different of- you know varieties grafted to it. So it's kind of hard to tell what what all you have. But you know, with the fruit, we kind of can identify it. limes for the most part. Here are Mexican limes. They're going to be the smaller limes, like a key lime and me, uh,
6: that's what they. yeah
1: and they'll turn yellow when they fall off and then they're probably all off the tree right now and correct. um and your lemons were regular big lemons or correct okay and so then the other thing that's orange most likely is a piece of the rootstock that's come up that could be orange or it could be something else so if you'd like to send a picture into the website um you could do that and uh, we could tell you what it is
6: Oh really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if I needed to, to clip some and maybe bring it in.
1: Well if you bring it by uh, the nursery, we can certainly tell you what it
6: is. Okay. All righty. All right. All right. Well thank you very much. Oh, you know what? One more question. Uh-huh. So I'm also um I'm using an all purpose plant food mm-hmm. that states that it would do three times a, uh three times a year. Okay. Um for for the tree. Um, I'm assuming um, is that good? Is that something, or is there something else that I should be using with the tree? Well, Susan... Um, about you maybe know, the, 5% of the leaves are like a little bit yellow right now, and I don't know if that's good or bad.
1: That's pretty normal this time of year. Citrus are going to do some shedding here in the spring as they start to grow again. And they can't read the bag, so they don't know what type of fertilizer you have. And uh, most fertilizers, you know, that have three numbers on them are going to be somewhat of a balance. You have nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash. But um, the most important thing is you are feeding... with. If it's a young tree, uh, you could feed it a little more often if you like, but three times a year should be fine. You know, we normally do the holidays from the Valentine's Day, Labor Day, Memorial Day. But um, okay. other than that, you know, it should be fine.
6: Okay. Thank bring, you very bring much. Bring
1: one in, Susan. We'll tell you what it is.
6: Oh, perfect. Thank All you. Right, thank
1: you. Bye bye. Uh, Lonnie and uh, Casa Grand. Hi, Lonnie.
6: Hey, good
1: morning. Brian, how are you? Great, sir.
7: Uh, I have a question. I have some established palm trees. Uh, they might be as old as 30 years old, but uh, they're looking kind of yellow and kind of sad. How can I fix that?
1: Are they queen palms, Lonnie? Or are they fan palms? Would you have, have any idea what kind they are? One's a queen palm, and then the other ones are the really tall ones. Are those Mexican palms? Mexican fans. So the Mexican fan palms will live longer than we do, you know, quite easily. Okay. And uh, they usually don't need much for health and vigor once established, uh, other than water occasionally. And for big old ones okay. like that, if you water them once every you know, month in the summertime heavy, they'll be happy. But you can water okay. them more if you like. Uh, queen palms, 30 years, they're kind of wearing out. You know that's about the end yeah, of it. Yeah, this one's
7: looking kind of bad. Yeah, it might,
1: so might, it might might be, be time there. for for a, a chainsaw. You know, it might be the best solution is to take it down. But you can play with it and fertilize it. Now is the best time to fertilize queen palms. You'd want to give them a heavy dose of a balanced fertilizer, whether it's lawn food or palm food. It'll all be about the same. And the other thing that they'll really benefit from is if you put a manganese spike in them and give them an extra dose of manganese. But at thirty years, manganese. Uh-huh. But thirty years, Lonnie's okay. about the. The end of the useful life of a queen ball.
7: Okay. Now, my other question is, uh, I I kind of made like a, a blend of uh, all sorts of, uh, uh, fertilizer. I put some powder coat in there. I put some iron, uh, some coffee uh, ground and uh, some other stuff. I also put some and salt. Did I make
1: a mistake? No. Everything Everything you got in that soup's fine. It'll, it'll be an interesting flavor, and some parts will last longer than others. If you want to use that concoction, Lonnie, on palm trees, it'll be great. Okay, and the other
7: question is, do I need to... Uh drill holes in the ground with a darter or can I just throw it on
1: the ground and water you can water it? you can just throw it on the ground and water then but the one thing that you're missing in there is the extra manganese epsom salts manganese. Mag- manganese not magnesium that's epsom salt manganese is you know a little different different element so you want to use manganese in addition and that would okay. that's the only thing you're lacking in your mix
7: Okay, and, and now you turn them from going yellow, because they're kind of
1: yellowish right now. Well, everything you've got, so, you know, you'll be giving it the nitrogen and everything else. Just get a manganese spike, but the manganese is like the salt, you know. It's the thing that really is going to make it. You don't need a ton of it, but you need it in there. That's the thing that's going to help the queen palm the most. And the fan palms, okay. they don't care if you feed them or not. I mean, they'll, by feeding them, they'll be happier and grow faster, but, you know, they're not, they don't need much here.
7: One more question. I I did find an avocado tree uh, out of Lowe's about, I don't know, a month or two ago, and I keep it outside right now, and I gave it my concoction of uh, a fertilizer, and I noticed that the leaves have turned
1: brown on it. Did I kill it? Oh, you burnt it, yeah. But you know what? It might be easier anyway. Avocados don't do very well here. So, okay. <laughs> you know, your chances of ever getting an avocado are pretty slim. Your best bet for your avocado uh, might be just to grow it as a patio plant in the back patio. That's what I got going right now.
7: Do you think there's any chance of it, it surviving to that?
1: but Well, the what, what you'll forever. want to do, you'll want to water it heavy and leach it out. I think you probably gave it too much fertilizer. Okay, yeah, I already did that. I've been trying okay. to question. Well, back. it'll come back out. This, uh, you know, when it warms up here over the next couple weeks, it'll start to come back out. If it's if the stems are still green, it'll come back. Fantastic. Well, that answers all my questions. All right, honey. have a nice weekend. Bye bye. Uh, Bill in South Tempe. Hello, Bill.
0: Hey, good morning, Dave. How are you doing today? Dave,
1: oh, Brian, who's I'm Dave sorry. Gary? My yeah. name's really Fred, Fred Astaire. I wish I could dance like that. You know, if I could only dance like Fred Astaire. I don't
0: know if I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you you mentioned a product, uh, Morganite, fertilizer. Milarganite, mil- 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 oh. mil- yes, uh-huh milargonite do you know where that where you can buy that product in
1: we should have it at the nurseries if we don't i'll have to do a little research on it we we have sold it you know i haven't been as much in the retail lately as normal but milargonite's something we should have at the stores it should carry um and, and i think it should be around in some other places as well it's it's been in production for a long time and it's a great
0: product okay Gotcha. Okay, well then um I need to pick up some I need to pick up a lime and lemon tree this year and a couple of things, so I gotta go get your get your South uh South Phoenix store. So.
1: Yeah, come over. You know, I'll tell you yesterday was an amazing day at the store down on Southern. It was it was busy and uh you know it's spring is and spring, and it's just a beautiful time of year. So it was so nice you know? outside yesterday, just just perfect.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, just like you. Your guys were working. I was working, too, and I got to work today. But that's all good. That's all good. Well, that's all good. I'll, I, I like to go there in the middle of the week when not as many people are there.
1: Well, so, it's 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 a lot more fun. And, you know, we've got with Hugo and his whole crew now. Hugo's got such a great staff in there. And uh, we've got more young ladies now. And it's really, we've got a fun crew in there now.
0: No, I like I like Hugo. I've I dealt with him for years. He's been a rock star, so. Well, he's, he's been with you for a long time too. So, well, you
1: know, Hugo started working in the nursery business whenever he was twelve, and uh, he oh, wow. he joined. That's uh, when he was eighteen. So, I mean, Hugo's been around nurseries for a long
0: time. Yeah, he, he's never he's never stirred me wrong. He, he actually recognizes me, but we'll leave that one alone. All righty, Bill. Well, okay. th- thanks. Have
1: a, have a nice weekend. You, you too. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Oh, let's see. Next up, we've got Elaine in Peoria. Hi, Elaine.
8: Hi. How are you? Excellent. Um, Great. If I don't get my second uh, question answered, I'm going to call you on my way to church. Okay. (laughs) Um, We are having a lot of trouble with our um, uh, hibiscus. Mm -hmm. Last week, we fertilized them, and we put vinegar on them, too. We always put just about a tablespoon of vinegar in five gallons of water. Um, we drip them uh one hour every day around five gallons, I guess Elaine
1: are they in um, containers? are they what In containers or in the ground
8: no, they're in the ground, and all of a sudden we're we've lost one. their leaves are crunchy like on the outside mm-hmm. and then the but they're blooming on the inside, which is weird um
1: well, they've they, the got, they got frost burned away. Have Frost the, have, you have the Yeah, the leaves been burned for about a month on the outside. Right. They, so they were frosted. What happens, we did have a light freeze, you know, around the valley. and right. And they were frozen. So they'll come back out just prune the brown tips off the outside. When you want to use fin- your vinegar, put a quart of vinegar in five gallons of water, not just a tablespoon. And you could drop one
8: the... One-fourth p- of, one of a cup? Well, no, you could put a
1: quart in, in, in five gallons of water if you want to do that. Yeah. A whole quarter. Okay. okay.
8: It.
1: So anyway, okay. Um, no, they're going to be fine. Just prune the outside back and be patient. You know, it's going to be cooler this week. It's going to take some more weather like we had mid-last week, the mid-80s, for them to really kick in and go. But they will.
8: Okay. Okay. And do I have time for my second question? Sure. Okay. So up in Oak Creek Valley, they had a big flood, and it's put all this silt and sand all over the place. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, can I use that in all my gardens? Would that be a good thing for my um, all my gardens and things?
1: Sure, it'd be like growing okra in the Mississippi Delta, you know, it's no problem at all. That silt would be great. <laughs>
8: If I, I, can grow anything in it, is that what you
1: said? Yeah, it should be pretty good. I mean, it's just, it was just the, you know, what erodes and washes down the hill and you, you know, you have some of the ash from the fires and all different kinds of things comes into that, you know, riverbed or creek bed for your example. But yeah, no problem. Just mix it right into your soil.
8: Okay, cause I use, um, Um, some of your stuff and then I also use the worm
1: Uh, farm. I've got to go now. We're not going to church right now, but we've got to go to John Roller in the news. Uh, We'll be right back after the news. The number to call during the break and talk to Julia 602-277-5827 277-KTAR ktar
5: Don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. No, no, no. Don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. Till I come marching home. Don't go walking down Lover's Lane with anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. No, no, no. Up and down, lovers' lane. But anyone else but me. Till I come marching I, I just got word from a guy who heard from the guy next door to me.
1: Well, welcome back, folks. Little Andrews sisters, there. You know, it's kind of fun. I used to go with my uh, my grandmother to uh, the Goodwill every like they had an As Is Day on Wednesdays, and we could get all these old records, and uh, you could get a whole shopping cart for five bucks. Anything you want, all the treasures of life, and. And one time we selected this little record. I think it was on a 78. Anyway, welcome back to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, where we do have three lines open. And give the lovely Julia a call at uh, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. We could talk about the landscape of your dreams, your nightmares, what to plant, how to plant it, where to plant it, where to grow it. But even more importantly, if you have something fun or different you're growing at home or something different in your style or a way to take care of a problem, we'd love to hear from. You. mike in scottsdale good morning michael good morning brian how are you today excellent sir
7: good hey i have two questions first one is uh, my wife is all over the uh crepe myrtle can mm-hmm. you tell me about
1: that well that it's a, a nice wonderful plant be? down in georgia you know it does okay here <laughs> um crepe myrtles there's a lot of different kinds and styles There are large tree crepe myrtles and they're short bush dwarf crepe myrtles and uh, they they bloom beautifully here in the summertime but they're they're not okay. as prolific or as you know they're not really difficult to grow here but they just don't flourish the same way they would do if we had more humidity
7: I got it. So a little humidity, but if they're watered
1: correctly, they can still make it. Oh, no. They'll absolutely grow here in pretty much any variety. Uh, they wouldn't prefer to be like on the west side of a house with rock, okay? But if okay. you had a lawn, you could even grow them on the west side. So they'll grow in all different kinds of exposures. They just need some light to bloom. Southern exposure would be the best. And you really need to pick the cultivar you want for the size area you want to grow in because they are all varieties and sizes. Okay.
7: Fair enough. And second question, I've got a uh, two-year-old, one-year-old, brand-new ficus, and I want to fertilize. I want them all to grow like crazy. Okay. What can I fertilize?
1: When can I fertilize, and what do I use? Today's perfect. Okay. We're right. We're okay. after the frost right now, so it's a great time to feed them. And just a balanced fertilizer, if you had some 21, 7, 14 lawn food at home, would be good. You could use citrus okay. fertilizer, kind of a 20, 20, 20, 10, 10, you know, any kind of a good balanced fertilizer, and if you'll keep it up on a light dose, you know, once a month from now through May, and then pick it up again the end of August, they'll grow their fastest. Oh, that's perfect. Well, thank you, Brian. That's, that's all my, I needed. Have a nice weekend. Right. Bye. Uh, Charles in Phoenix. Good morning, Mr. Charles. Hi. How you doing today? Excellent. And you?
4: Excellent here, too. Uh, we've got a Chinese orchid tree, and
1: um, when's the best time to prune that? Okay, we're not going to make a mistake and call it a Chinese orchid. Let's call it a Hong Kong orchid, okay? Especially in oh, light I'm of what's happening do. right okay, now. I'm yeah, sorry. all right. Best time to prove it. I'm
4: correct. <laughs> well, all right.
1: <laughs> uh, we have a lot of things happening on the planet right now that uh, we, we love Hong Kong. But at any rate, um, with the Hong Kong orchids, what, you, what you'd what you want to do, really, my father used to put your his back every year in about the end of October, and that way it would come into the spring, you know, and have time to bloom. Now, if you haven't pruned it for a while, if it's a little in disarray, uh, you might want to wait. You know, another week or so, let it finish its bloom cycle, then prune it back. And you can prune them back fairly substantially, and they're going to grow very fast. The hotter it gets, the happier they are. They're truly, you know, a desert tropical kind of orchid that does like the heat far better than all the other varieties.
9: Yeah,
4: it was. uh, It's about five years old, and uh, about. Uh, three years ago uh, that frost that hit really hard a uh, couple of weeks in a row it seemed like uh, it. it uh, we thought it was going to die but now it's growing really more to the southwest side of the, the tree is just really uh, exploded.
1: Mm-hmm. You can prune it and balance at any time like I say when the bloom cycle ends that you know especially if you have a significant other that's enjoying the blooms uh, let the bloom cycle finish <laughs> then come back and prune it back and you can prune it kind of as hard as you want to in the spring you don't Want to prune it back so much? You're exposing a lot of the wood to the full sun in the summertime. But even when that happens with those orchids, they'll come back so fast that uh, they'll pretend to protect themselves in time. So they're I know, appreciate it. Thanks. They're they're a tree, though, Charles. That you know you should prune at least annually.
4: Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh Dale and Mesa, Dave and Gilbert, and then it could be you. The number to call Julia, Yeah, it's 602-277-5827-277 KTER. For the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM. Good morning, Dale.
3: Good morning, Brian. How you doing today? Excellent, sir. Beautiful morning out here. <laughs> um was out at the nursery yesterday, and I told you about this crazy tree, bush, plant, whatever was growing in the yard. Looks like a tree. Sh- shot you the picture of it.
1: Oh, Dale, um, yes, that was a photinia, and well,
3: uh, that was the, that, that was the second picture I sent you. That was the one that, that's hanging out in the the daughter's yard in California. Okay. They just bought it and they fell in love with that. But there's a. Another picture right before that. There was another
1: picture Crazy. right before that. Okay, I got that picture. Oh, no. I got the pictures right here on the phone. Let's see. Oh, that looks like a baby ash tree. That is going oh, to be, really? That's going to become a quite a large uh, ash tree. Yes, <laughs> you know what? What's really cool about that picture you sent me the uh, the the form and structure is really nice. So if you decide okay. you want a tree there, uh, it'll it'll do fine. Now there is there is another issue though, is that perhaps that tree could uh, potentially end up having some. Uh, you know, issues with seeds on it because when you, when an ash tree grows up like that as a seedling, it can be male or female, so that makes it a little rough uh. to tell. And and you know, it's going to take you a couple years, and so be prepared to uh, you know sometimes you have to slaughter the calf to eat it. You know, so if the if it right. comes up and have seeds, that might be an issue. But if you want a tree in that location, it'll be fine.
3: So that looks like it was something that just popped up out of nowhere. Then that's not something that somebody purposely put there.
1: What what it kind of looks like, but you never know. You know, people have all different okay. kinds of ideas when they plant things. But uh, it looks it looks healthy and happy.
3: Okay, all right. Well, thank you so much. Well, yeah. And thanks for coming and seeing us at the nursery yesterday, Dale. Look forward oh, to working that with you. Nurse, yeah, the the nursery is amazing Uh, if anybody's never been out there it's just amazing so yeah
1: (laughs) well you had you had a good chance to meet the crew too as we walk through and uh you know we we have just such wonderful people i work with i you know it's kind of the next what my my life so easy is the wonderful people that we had that work at (laughs) wetfills
0: they were great they are great
1: well Dale, have a nice weekend bye-bye bye now Uh, Let's see. Next, we've got Dave and Gilbert, and then we've got four open lines. Yes. Look at Julia. She's looking kind of sad. No, now she's smiling. (laughs) Give her a call. (laughs) 602-277-5827. Hello,
4: Dave. Morning, Brian. Morning. So we have a multi-trunk Texas ebony tree. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's probably about 15 years old, and uh, it looks good and healthy, except a couple of small branches died on one of the trunks. On that tree, uh, and, and as I look at the dead branches, they have a bark split along the branch.
1: Well, if in you the- cut those branches off, you're going to find there's probably a, a worm that's been in there, and it's called uh-huh. a flat-headed boar, and they uh-huh. uh, they love Texas ebony, especially when the Texas ebony's just you know missing a little water. And uh, what I would do is prune those branches off. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and then make sure that like April, May, June, that it has plenty of water. And uh, that way the boars won't come back. You could treat it if you see that there's anything down. And when you cut the limb off, if there's any kind of a wormhole or anything that goes past where you're cutting, keep cutting back as far as you need to. And if it's going to take too much of the tree out, what you might want to do is treat it with a product like a grub control or bear has some good systemic insecticides that would go through the tree. The best time to treat it would be right after it blooms, so the end of April.
4: So the end of April would be good to to Mm -hmm. treat it. Okay.
1: And you might not need to treat it. You know, we we don't like to use chemicals unless we really need to. So if you prune that off and you find out you're cutting down to good, healthy wood, then that's fine.
4: Yeah. Uh, Because uh, one of the branches, I mean, it died so recently, it still has the leaves on it. Of course, they're dead, but Mm -hmm. they're still there. They haven't even fallen off. So do you think they the Well, the, or, the, yeah, that absolutely could be down. Be in in, there?
1: Well, and if if you cut the branch off and you find the worm, they're great crappie bait and it's just the season to go crappie fishing. So <laughs> they're, they're about they're about an inch long worm and, and crappies love them. But no, it's really um yeah, if you if you keep tr- pruning it back and you see the hole go down further and if that's deeper than you want to prune, you could even treat it right away with a, a you know, one of those systemic insecticides.
4: Okay. Yeah, because I have one in, uh, that uh, a old bottle that I had around uh, with had. Well, I don't know exactly how to uh, say that. I'm a. I'm at a chloropin. And, Intimate and chloropin. Yeah. Huh? Was one of the products on it. Is that the? That's the one. Yeah, that, a that's the
1: systemic one. It's a nicotinoid, and that goes in through the tree system. at systemic and uh, okay. does a fairly good job. But nothing does as good a job as water. You know, and in Gilbert, yeah. we have heavy clay soil, so you don't have to water very often. But just right. when you water, water deep. And, uh, you know, especially if you see the recent damage and recent death like that, uh, it might be inclined to still be there and be a problem. So at that yeah, that's point, what it's, okay. yeah, you'd want to go ahead and maybe treat it.
4: Well, now, do you think it'll spread to the other trees? Well, this is uh, a native. This
1: is a native insect, and when you go hike in the desert and you see the old dead mesquite trees, especially or ironwood trees, and you see them riddled with you know holes all through the wood, it's the same you know native insect that's been causing that problem forever. And, and of course, the trees have been living with it. But uh, you know, when we have a real drought, hot summer, or trees get dry, then the you know really the borers can really attack. And then when we have good wet weather and the nice monsoons, then basically that the tree eliminates them so you know it's a battle yeah. that's been happening for millennia and uh, but to help your trees I mean we have the advantage that we can water when we want to and uh, a good vigorous tree won't be won't succumb to the boars
4: yeah uh, the boar shouldn't attack uh, one of the other branches because it's got about I mean trunks it's got well they, they
1: trunks, will huh? I mean they'll you know any time a tree's weak uh, it's going to be attacked you know okay. it's just nature
4: okay and uh, you know I've got fruit trees you know like 15 20 uh, about uh, 50 feet away from it would it uh, uh, would citrus, tree, citrus trees citrus trees or citrus
1: trees or stone fruits
4: Oh, okay
1: are they, are they peaches apples plums and pears or are they uh,
4: the citrus oranges and grapefruit
1: no they really don't bother citrus um, okay you know citrus either die before they can get to them because of the drought uh, but but with with stone fruits like peaches apples plums and pears they, they really love those as well but oh, they don't okay. seem to bother citrus much Dave all right. You know, and if if you'll, give your, if you'll give your ebony as much water as the citrus on the same basis, it'll be really healthy and the
4: boars won't be able to get it. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure appreciate that. Thanks, Dave. bye Thanks for your help. Bye.
1: Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Dennis and Jerry, and you could be up after Jerry on the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. The number to call during the break, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR.
9: all the whole year, all of the faces and all of the places, wondering where they all disappeared. I didn't ponder the question too long, I was hungry and went after a bite, ran into a chum with a bottle of rum and we wound up drinking all. Attitudes, nothing remains quite the same. All of our running and all of our cunning, if we could laugh, we would all go insane. Reading departure signs in some big airport reminds me of the places I've been. Good times that brought so much pleasure makes me want to go back again. If it suddenly ended tomorrow, I can somehow adjust to the presents I've seen more than I can recall. These changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes, nothing remains quite the same. Through all of the islands and all of the highlands, if we couldn't laugh, we would all go.
1: Well, welcome back, folks, to this beautiful Sunday morning. I guess we're all here in this Sunday morning, enjoying it together. It's beautiful out here in Sunny Slope. It's really pretty to see the mountains. But welcome back to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Mostly, I want to invite you out to Whitfield's. You know, the weather's perfect, and now's the time to plan. At Whitfield's, we grow all kinds of beautiful things, from flowers and vegetables to shade trees and palm trees. And whether you want to grow something to eat at home, something for beauty, something for shade, or just to have a fun little pet out there in your garden. Come out and see us at Whitfield's. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale Avenue. We're in the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 2647 East Southern Avenue. Now, that's Southern Avenue straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. And Monday through Saturdays, if you're looking for big trees, you can go to our big tree farm in Stanfield on Stanfield Road. And that's about a half mile south of Interstate 8 on Stanfield Road. Now, at Whitfields, we've been growing trees since my grandparents started back in the 40s and continue on today for four generations. If you're looking for shade trees, citrus trees, palm trees, maybe some big desert trees like Ironwood's natives, maybe something unique and special like an American mesquite or a Swan Hill olive, come out and see us. We deliver plant and guarantee. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. No job's too big and none's too small. If you need a 1,000 palm trees, call me. We've got lots of them. (laughs) And those include date palms, Mexican fans. California fans. We have beautiful, if you want to look at that tropic look, mule palms. We also have uh, things like riverside sables and sagos and pygmy dates. I mean, all kinds of palms, pines. We have beautiful citrus uh, from 15 gallons on up. And if you have a big project and you want to do a border of citrus, we'll make you a great deal on about a thousand citrus trees that we're taking out of one of our groves. So if you want to do a street line, you know, old school Arizona landscape, you know, we've got these beautiful. Beautiful 48-inch box, uh, seedless, fruitless lemons. We we grew them in the field because we were going to have these seedless lemons. They didn't have enough crop, so they're ready to go for your development. Anyway, Whitfield Nurseries for four generations growing trees here for Arizona's future. Let's see. Next up, we have Mr. Dennis in uh, Phoenix. Hi, Dennis. Hi, uh, Brian. How are you doing? Excellent.
7: Good, good. Listen, I moved uh, out here to the uh, valley about five years ago, and I've got a a lady Banks rose uh, behind my house. And the first four years, it uh, bloomed profusely. This year, there's hardly any blooms. What's too early? I'm wondering what. uh, Well, there's a couple that are starting to bloom. Okay. But okay, it's so just, it just, buddy, of
1: weeks? We've, yeah, we've had it up and down, bouncing around kind of weather, you know, where we had like a little bit of a frost in the end of January. Then we got warm. The only time we really had any real, you know, warmth was last week. And uh, and it is cooling off again this week. Just be patient. Dennis, there's nothing that blooms as pretty here as the Lady Banks rose. And uh, in fact, right. remember we used to, uh, in the spring, I used to cut the Lady Banks roses off when we used to do TV commercials and throw them over the top of the flower tables because they were uh-huh. so pretty. So you just be a little patient. Give it another week or two and you'll have blooms.
7: Okay. Very good. Thanks
1: so much, Brian. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Oh, and and, in case you're listening to the show today and you listened yesterday, uh, we do have really nice Cecil Bruner roses at all of our nurseries. Uh, Jerry in Arizona City. Good morning, Jerry.
10: Good morning, Brian. I have a question for you. So I drive a lot and I'm. I see these trees along I-10, especially in, near Tucson, um, and you see them in, uh, uh, like, Sacaton and Grande sometimes, but they're a giant tree that has just deep green foliage right now, and I think it's that way year-round, but all the way to the ground. Do you know what kind of tree that is? There's some right before you get to Tucson. On the east side of the road, that are just huge.
1: Well, they're not the
10: mesquites in there. No, they're not mesquites. Towards Marana, or are there? Yeah, there's some in Marana too. Okay, but right before you get into Tucson, on the east side of the road, there's like mm. ten of them, and they're they're probably a hundred feet tall. And but you see the same tree in Sacaton. I just you don't see them in Phoenix. Hmm. Trying to think what, I don't know but, what but it is. but but it's, it's, but it's real green right now. It's already leafed out, so it's not deciduous. Super dark green, yeah, hundred percent full. You can't see through them. You see them. <laughs> you see them next to some farmhouses in Sacaton, and wow. uh, I don't know what kind of tree that is. Uh,
1: you know, okay, so you, said, you know, so it's not the normal stuff. It's not some kind of a pine, right? No, no. Uh, you know what, Jerry? Send me it's a really pic. Send, send, send me a picture if one to the website. I, I, you know, and I've, I've been in Zacaeton plenty and all down around Tucson, but I can't think of which ones you're looking at.
10: Yeah, you're seeing them like usually right next to a farmhouse. Well, you're see- you're seeing them in your brain right now, and I'm not. That's the problem. <laughs> 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 you got one up right on right me morning. there, hey, Jerry. You know, but every uh, Sunday morning at seven. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to
1: send me a picture one, so I can I can see exactly what you're talking about. But have a nice weekend, I Jerry. Bye bye, uh, Tom and Scottsdale. We got about a minute. Good morning.
2: Oh yeah, good morning, Brian. A couple questions. One quick. Uh, I've got a 25 year old grapefruit tree that's planted in uh, artificial turf, mm-hmm. and I wanted to use. Uh, you've mentioned about using vinegar. To uh, adjust the pH And and what's the recipe for that
1: Well, vinegar, you you can't put too much on Um, How do you water your tree, Tom?
2: Uh, By a hose and um, Like a drag line
1: Okay, so you just have a hose out there, you water with a hose. That's the perfect yeah. way to water. You know, and if you water it long enough, you should be able to push the salts away from the tree, out underneath the turf, and never, never land. But you could take, if you wanted to, a gallon of vinegar, if you wanted to drop the pH, and you could pour it all around the tree and uh, mm-hmm. water it in, and that'll go right in the soil and lower the pH some.
2: Straight vinegar, okay.
1: Yeah, right. and vinegar is not going to ever hurt a tree. You can even do it with pretty strong acid, but I would use vinegar... Tom, thanks for the call, and we'll, if you want, call back in the next hour. Uh, Let's see. It's time for the news with Mr. John Roller. In the meantime, we have a couple lines open for Julia. The number to call, 602-277-5827. It's Julia and John and Brian here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show on KTAR.